0: Hi, everyone! Welcome to the I Don't Know Show with Joe. I'm Joe, and I don't know much about geography, but my guest, Lisa Beth Klein, does. Lisa, thank you for joining the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk about maps and geography and nerd out on it with you.
0: Awesome. So, like, to start off, can you define geography for us?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um geography okay it's that subject that you might have learned in fifth grade or um let's let's like take what is it is it the greek roots of here we got geo which means earth and Uh graphy which is like the the visual representation of it graphics Uh the you know drawing of it or yeah the visual representation of of the earth um yeah, geography.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Uh, do, you, do you consider uh, geography to be a science, a hard science, a soft science?
1: Mm. Where does it fit in,
0: in within the realm of science?
1: Ooh, okay. So geography is a lot of social science, um, a lot of political science, and also earth science, which is another one of my loves. So, um, it's not chemistry, <laughs> but, uh, there, I don't really know how to, how to put it as like, it—it it, it is the, just the visual representation of our planet. Um, and I mean, take what you want out of that. That could be a hard science. Sure.
0: Yeah. And what is it about geography that draws your interest?
1: Wow. Okay. So, This, I feel like, is my backstory Uh uh, on why I love such a random thing. Um, And most people are like, that's a random thing to be obsessed about. But I'll start off with, um, I'm not the only one in my family um, who is like geography and map obsessed. Uh Um, But I also think I came to it on my own versus, uh, you know, learning it necessarily from my brother's um, so i have two older brothers um and the how the story goes of how my oldest brother donnie got into geography um was that we were living in brooklyn and there was like a hole in the wall in his in his bedroom i'm not sure how the hole got there you know teenage boys who knows or actually <laughs> he might have been younger than a teenager at that point um but instead of fixing the hole in the wall Uh, my mom put a massive world map on Ah. the wall, um, so he would just, you know, stare at it instead of, like, doing homework type of thing, um, and I found myself in a similar position when I was in fourth grade, Uh uh-huh, um, so... Every month or so, they would switch our seats. I don't know if you had that, like, in, in school. Yeah, in, like, elementary school. They would change our seats so that everyone had an opportunity to, like, sit in the front. Interesting. Or, or in the back or wherever. So this was... I, I have a really good memory for for these things. Or yeah, whatever. I was going
0: to say, if that happened, I definitely don't remember it. But <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I have, like... Um, A a very uh, specific or good memory for useless information, hence, like, maps, geography, and, like, was on College Bowl team and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I wouldn't
0: say that's useless.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, sure. Uh, I might need to know the capital of a country in case we're, you know.
0: Well, you know, to that, you know, if we're going that way, then you could say all memory is useless because I could just Google everything. So that, what's the that point of true. actually knowing anything.
1: That is true. Yeah, Everything <laughs> is just, we don't need long-term or short-term memory. We just need a playback of everything that happens, like the movie Fifty First First Dates, which gave me nightmares when I was 11.
0: I haven't seen that, but maybe that's what memory is. Maybe memory is just, you know, being played back
1: yeah previous (laughs)
0: consciousnesses that are not necessarily connected to our present consciousness
1: yeah um well (laughs) this memory that we're getting really deep into here about memories um but me in fourth grade um Uh, it was my turn to so so they moved our desks in like a snake formation so they kind of moved i'm doing a thing like a like a snaking pattern with uh my finger right now showing you that like you move back and then you move forward. And then I got to the far wall. All this was only
0: for Slytherins.
1: Only for Slytherins. Yeah. Oh, the Harry Potter episode is previously snake. <laughs> snakes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Shalamus was for Slytherins, um, I suppose. And um, it was my turn to sit on the wall, like by next to the wall, all the way on the right side of the classroom. So on the right side of the classroom, like how many um, classrooms have world maps or just informational pictures, Um, and me being a very, like, visual person, I professionally am a art director, graphic designer, um, and also maybe someone who possibly had a bit of uh, ADHD or ADD, like, uh, couldn't pay attention in class, would stare at this map, would stare at it like this I is in the
0: front of the room or the side of the room it's
1: on the side wall, so imagine like the so f-
0: you're the teachers in the front, yeah. you're looking at the side,
1: yeah, I'm like sitting on the side, there's this wall over uh-huh. here, and there's a huge world map, so at first, I'm sitting towards the front of the map, so I could see like South America, uh-huh because like South America is on like the bottom left of the map and then and then the next month, I move back a bit, and I remember this very clearly i remember thinking just randomly where is mount everest like where is it i don't know um and i think at that age i was starting to think about a lot like where things are like where are we in the context of this planet like where Uh where are we you know
0: where is mount everest by the way
1: where it is in nepal and where's that (laughs) so (laughs) so i just looked over to the map and at that point, I was sitting next to India. And um, so I was staring at India and um, the Himalayas a lot and Southeast Asia. And then I just saw it. It was there. Mount Everest. It's in Nepal. Nepal is this um, small-ish country um, sandwiched between India and China.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and it has, you know, it's in the Himalayas, which are like the tallest mountain range is the tallest mountain range in the world um and so like so that was one thing sitting next to this map in school instead of paying attention in class i was really just spacing out looking at this map all day
0: teaching yourself yeah different subject
1: i I (laughs) guess it was more interesting than whatever my teacher was talking about but um I learned a, a lot about Southeast Asia, I guess, in fourth grade. And then I would spend Saturdays because, like, I wasn't doing, like, let's say I didn't have a book to read or I didn't have someone to, like, play with or whatever. We had atlases in my house because my brother loved maps and geography. So uh-huh. I would read atlases. Um, what
0: What is an atlas? Can you describe what that is?
1: Yeah, an atlas is... Um, I mean, it's a book of maps, Mm -hmm. um, and some atlases, uh, will have maps, but will also have, like, go through every single country.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. In terms of just locations and Um, topology and and that kind of thing?
1: Like, they'll do, like, the physical geography Uh and then the political geography. Uh And then, like, fun facts about this country, the population, the currency they use, what side of the road they drive on, what languages they speak, what religion denominations make up this country, what ethnicities make up this country, when was it founded, and so just kind of read a lot of that and absorbed a lot of random information regarding random countries
0: that's really cool yeah Uh, what what's something that well i guess so it started with just like having these maps in in your life in places that you had to be for a long period of time (laughs) (laughs) and then from there it kind of like expanded so like where where like, like what what made you go from the map to the atlas? Because the map was there. You're in school. You had to be there. But then you chose to read the atlas. So what how did you make that transition?
1: Uh, this was so long ago. I was a little kid. So I, I was reading kind of encyclopedias and, and atlases and then also, like, science books um, that we had. And they were very visual. So there's something about just seeing an image and it being I I can't really explain why and I'm not really sure why, but I brought this book with me, a book uh-huh. I read as a kid. Um it's Dragon Quest by Anne McCaffrey. Okay. Um I read a bunch of books by Anne McCaffrey as a kid. And what's frequent in a lot of science fiction or fantasy books is that they'll have a map in the beginning of the book. So I have the book with me, oh, and yes. there is this very detailed map. Um, and in the There's book... There's no
0: labels on that map.
1: No, there are. It's just, like, it's very hard to read because of the scripts they used. Ah. But if you look closely... like Oh,
0: okay, okay. I do see it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure, like, Lord of the Rings also has Yeah, an, every
0: yeah. fantasy book starts with a map. Because yeah. if it's, you know, a fantasy book where they've invented a world, so it's not like an urban fantasy, it's yeah. like a, a, a completely different universe, um, they usually have maps.
1: Yeah, yeah, except Harry Potter, but I guess that's, like... Well, that's an s- urban fantasy. Right, that's, like, yeah. in our worlds.
0: Like, she didn't invent, like, a separate world that she yeah. would have to map out.
1: Um. And so when reading this, this except series, the Marauders map. Yeah, the Marauders map. Yes, um, I just found myself really drawn to maps, and when reading this series, which there's many books, it takes place on this, in this world that she invented, and I would look and see like where the locations are, like where she's mm. talking about, and and I don't know.
0: Well, what's Seriously. also interesting a lot that, that I thought wasn't... So so one of the long fantasy books I read was Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan, and those all had maps, and there were a lot of locations. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't so drawn to like the map piece because I can never remember it. I just would reference it like if they said they're going in a certain direction, I would say like, oh, like where where are they going? But what I thought was cool was how kind of each different location that he invented kind of mapped to a real-life... like people or location like there were a lot of similarities i don't know if that's something that was apparent in this book or not um yeah
1: yeah i i think like because of um like same with same with dragon riders of pern this this series yeah. um you know the the cities that were located high up in the north had, you know, it was cold. It was right, snowy. Right. So there, there's a lot of, like, um, there's a lot of, like, physical and, like, scientific reasons or or for things happening. And so, right. like, you live in a place, in a country, and that has political borders, but there are also, like, um, geographical or, or like, actual physical borders, you right. know. Um, and, and that's a, another part of maps that we could get into about how yes i was going to yeah there are like some crazy anomalies when you when you if you ever like just wander on google maps and you're like why is the border that way that is so weird and yeah you know and so like geography and maps like frame our politics it frames like the physical world um I always got a kick out of, like, crossing state lines. I don't know. <laughs> Does anyone share this, like, weird <laughs> Well, there are certain <laughs>
0: things that if you do them, whilst crossing state lines, they, they do go from a small crime to all of a sudden a federal crime.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So there's something yeah. to it. Yeah, they're definitely, like, the borders of things uh, do matter.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, that's an interesting question. Like, Obviously, there's natural dividing lines that that you can see in a topography. You have rivers and oceans and mountains and, and that kind of thing. But then you have political borders, and, and sometimes they kind of align with those territories, and sometimes they don't, but in many ways, they're kind of arbitrary. I mean, they're not, because <laughs> yeah. there are people with guns protecting those borders, but it's still a social construct it's not a natural phenomenon
1: yeah yeah it's (laughs) it's kind of weird when you think about um you know maybe not even too long ago there are people just living in places and they didn't really have clear-cut borders of their country because like they didn't they were they were a people and but they but they didn't necessarily have like a their own country because i don't know like think of like the pe- I, I think about the peoples in in like siberia mm-hmm. where they're so different than like european russians mm-hmm. do they identify as russian because they live in russia or like do they just not care that they don't have their own actual country i don't know these are things i think about
0: i have no idea i i i I, I thought uh i thought siberia was almost like a a prison for russia like that's where they sent people that they didn't like
1: there are people that actually (laughs) live there (laughs) there was actually um a a point where they decided to make um an oblast oblast is like a russian province or state Mm -hmm. like instead of calling it a state it's an oblast and they decided to make one for jews Yeah. Um, So it's like, it's in Siberia. I think maybe there are still Jews living there. Um, But one of the official languages is Yiddish.
0: In this specific area. Yeah. Like a
1: self-autonomous area. There would have
0: to still be Jews living there if one of the official languages is Yiddish, no?
1: I think... I mean... The,
0: well, what makes something official? Uh,
1: the government decides it is. Ah, okay. Yeah. So then maybe
0: there aren't. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: you know, <laughs> Russia. So. It's an official
0: language for historic reasons.
1: Because Russia said so, so, you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> what country has the most official languages?
1: Oh, I mean... I don't know. Um, because there are countries that have no official languages. Right. That's, like, the government said, like, this is our official language. Um, I would have to think, like, what comes to mind is maybe Switzerland. Yeah. Um, because I, I might be wrong in this. Like, I think the they say, like, the capital of Switzerland is Bern. But Switzerland itself might be like, yeah, we don't really have a capital. Or we have multiple capitals. And, like, we also don't have an official language. Because people in Switzerland are speaking french dutch italian not dutch i mean german because mm-hmm. they call it uh like swiss dutch um which is just another type of german and switzerland's really interesting because like it's very mountainous so there yeah. are pockets of people that have been separated for forever um ha- making their own little version of this language right. so so like they've been isolated and so you know it, they all got together and now they're they're swiss and like <laughs> i don't know it's just uh it's i think um
0: isn't it india um i don't know about official languages but don't they have like hundreds of regional dialects that are yeah that like don't work together
1: yeah the the they're non um um understand oh my gosh why am i yeah. on this word but they're they're not they're not mutually intelligible yeah basically they have different yeah i think india does have like just a ton yeah uh, like. yeah they have different alphabets like in the in northern part of the country versus the southern part of the country and um i was kind of trying to figure out like the differences between what does like hindi look like versus like the Bangladesh al- uh-huh. alphabet because I was playing this game called GeoGuessr. Uh huh. Which is like, if you're really a nerd about maps, play GeoGuessr, but it, it they, they drop. We'll
0: link it in the show notes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, they drop you, uh, like, have you ever done, like, Google Street View? Yes. So they kind of just, like, drop you in a Google Street View. Uh huh. S- anywhere. Like, anywhere. It, that they have, co- that Google Street View has coverage. So there's coverage in India, in Bangladesh, in, in France, in Iceland, like anywhere. Yeah. Um, and so there are all these like little clues um, to try and give yourself the best educated guess.
0: As to where you are.
1: Yeah. And then you like drop a little like point on, on the map. Um, And some people are, like, really professional at this where they're able to see the dirt and they'll be like, oh, yeah, this dirt looks like Southern Australia. Wow. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, that name, you know, like, these telephone poles are wooden, which is is in, you know...
0: How much can you walk around to try
1: to figure it out? Most of the game you could move around. Like, um... In Google Street View. Uh-huh. Some of them are like stuck and like you just have like where you are. Uh-huh. And usually there's like a big context clue, like a flag somewhere uh, or street signs or something. Are you allowed to
0: do Googling and stuff or to try no, to like look up addresses t- or stores or?
1: No, you're timed. And then also you oh, could wow. play against people. So like I've played against people and whoever guesses quicker. And then is closer to the actual location.
0: Are you guessing country or something more specific?
1: There are different um, levels. Uh-huh. But, like, you could play um, whoever gets the closest distance. So, oh, okay. And then you could guess country. So, the thing is, like, with, with Europe, there's a lot of countries in, like, a small area. So, right. you could, like, drop your place marker and you might not be so far, even though you're in the wrong country. Mm, mm-hmm. But um, if you're playing the country's version, you know, you if you get the country wrong, you get it wrong. And, right. and that's when understanding like, oh, these street signs are in Cyrillic, which means we're probably either in Russia or Ukraine or somewhere, a, somewhere in country, that region. Yeah. Countries that use Cyrillic or, and then it would be really useful to know how to read Cyrillic. <laughs> right. Um so yeah I mean there you could go on YouTube and like watch these people who are really good at it just
0: they like explain their their what their clues like what they're looking at yeah wow
1: they call it like meta clues cuz they're all these like basically like metadata tags like oh there's a smudge on the camera which the Google Street View car in Macedonia had a smudge on the camera so like Wow. These are, like, not geography-related clues. These are just, like, they're just schooling the game, you know? This is, like,
0: that uh, that story with 4chan and that actor, that crazy guy. Um, do you know who I'm talking about?
1: No. Wait, this what are you talking guy, about?
0: This guy is an actor. I want to say Mark Ruffalo, but I might be wrong. Is Mark Ruffalo crazy?
1: I mean, his hair. Or is there
0: someone who sounds He's like crazy. that, a name that sounds like that? Somebody who once ha- wore a bag over their head.
1: Is it, is it, what's his name, from Two and a Half Men?
0: No. <laughs> so, so this guy was, was like a very big leftist or, or something that was like pissing off the 4chan people. He um, put up a flag in a field somewhere and was live streaming just this flag. I want to say it was antifa or something like that but i don't remember something like that the people on 4chan just like went through all these clues to try to figure out where (laughs) Where this flag was was. so first they like looked at like you were saying like the dirt the landscape to try to figure out like where it was and this is like a live stream so at some point they heard an airplane, so they looked mm. up all the flight maps, like what crossed where at that exact time. And then mm-hmm. somebody on Four Chan wasn't too far away, so he starts just driving around, honking his horn until you could hear him honking his horn oh on God. the live stream. And then they were able to get there and take the flag down.
1: I mean, <laughs> it was like I a worldwide game of, <laughs> game of
0: capture the flag. Yeah,
1: no, that's that's <laughs> amazing. Like I love stuff like that, like because it's just using the information like any sort of information you might have to guess where you i, I don't know that's awesome like that's yeah. ju- that's that's hilarious um yeah that reminds me of like an ep- an episode of criminal minds where they like ha- saw like a a picture and like a, a, of the guy who's the murderer and they're like the son is in this position but you know, that means that this lake is facing west. And, yeah. You know, stuff like that, which, like, I think a lot of people don't think about when they look at things. But also in everyday life, like, people don't really think about where they are. Yeah. Or what direction they're going in. Um, and I find that confusing because, like, for me, I just, like, always know what direction I'm facing. Really? Almost. I can't say always. I what mean,
0: direction are you facing right now? Quick.
1: I am facing like north, (laughs) slightly, slightly northeast. Wow. Yeah.
0: Is that, um, are you like well calibrated or are you just constantly thinking like what direction am I in right now?
1: I I think it's, um, I pay attention to where I'm going and what direction I'm in. Um, If I do space out, um, like, if I'm on a train and I'm not paying attention, then I might not know what direction I'm in. Like, uh, I took the subway downtown, and, like, I'm not as familiar with downtown. Um, and the trains stop going up and down. They start going in weird directions down there. Like, the F starts turning towards Brooklyn. And so sometimes I get out. I'm like, am I north, looking north or am I looking east? Like... Where, you know, am I on the northwest corner? Like, where am I? Yeah. And, and that is really kind of upsetting for me. Cause, yeah,
0: because you're underground. It's hard to... Like,
1: yeah, I just, you, you know, I expect more for myself as a New Yorker <laughs> that, like, I know what exit to get out of Um, coming out of the subway.
0: Yeah. Do you ever get lost or are you just really good at not getting lost?
1: Mm, I love getting
0: lost.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> because I'm never actually lost, but, Ah, um, very deep. Yeah. Well, if only, but, um, (laughs) I will sometimes challenge myself and not use GPS, um, to get places. Yeah. Um, even though I've never been there before. Um, I did this, I've done this, well, both out of, for fun and both out of necessity. Um, like so uh, this was years ago i was in the hamptons for like july 4th weekend uh-huh. and um i was at like some bu- some house that a bunch of people were there i wasn't staying there i was staying by a family friend and then i figured i'm going to try and see if i could get back to the house at night with the car like on my own and i was able to do it and i was like really proud of myself nice um but also like when it comes to travel, I I think like maps and travel are both like two loves of mine that work really well together. Yeah. Um, I will, you know, if I need to know of like how to get somewhere and it's Shabbos and I'm not using Google maps with me, I will get you there. I know how to get there, even though I've never been there before. Like I've done this in Japan a whole bunch of times. Um, where like i needed to figure out how to get to the chabad and um i i think it's also because i study google maps i'll right. study it i know which directions to go i go in on street view i kind of walk it virtually first um and so i was able to like navigate us like 20 minute walk both you know both in tokyo and kyoto
0: and it, is there, is there a reason you don't just write it down? You just enjoy this process of like trying to remember it or, um. um
1: I just don't <laughs> need to write it
0: down. Okay. <laughs> um,
1: if it's primarily like a grid. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. I mean, if things are primarily a grid, then, then it should be fine. And, and I'm always, I'm just always looking out the window when I'm traveling. Yeah. Um. When I'm on a plane, I love seeing where I am on the flight map. I love looking out the window. Um, most recently, when I flew to Nashville last month, um, I knew I was sitting, I was sitting on the right side of the plane by the window, mm-hmm. and we were flying from New York to Nashville, so we were going southwest. So, as we're flying, and this plane did not have a tv or a flight map thing but i knew because it was southwest (laughs) it wasn't southwest airlines (laughs) but it was we were flying south and west (laughs) um but the gps in my phone still worked so i was able to see sort of like where the blue dot was and so before i would look at my phone i would be like okay i think this is knoxville i've never been to knoxville but i was like think this is knoxville like this because we're like almost there and whatever and then i look at knoxville and then i start recognizing the shape of the city from google maps oh, and wow. then i start seeing it in the actual like
0: you're zooming in in real life yeah like from the window
1: <laughs> i was able to do this last year i flew into la during the day and that's an a gorgeous flight like we flew over the grand canyon or something it uh-huh. was like yeah I was like, I think this is the Colorado River. And I was like looking at the map and trying to like see the curve of the river that I was like correct. And then we flew over Lake Mead. I'm like, this is Lake Mead. And then I like confirmed it with with, like looking at a map of the shape of it. And wow, this is very like not useful um, skills because I'm not a pilot.
0: Well, you're, you're a navigator. You're an explorer. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's it's interesting because, uh, you know, they, they used to be able to, um, you know, navigate in the middle of nowhere with just a compass. Mm-hmm. And now we have internet and Google Maps and GPS and people still just get lost all the time. Are we getting geographically stupider due to I technology think so. or other reasons?
1: <laughs> I th- I th- uh, maybe there are people that have been bad with directions since the dawn of time. Um, people have also. You been don't using- imagine
0: it though, right? Like you, people are like, oh, <laughs> there's no internet, phones. Like you can't mm-hmm. get lost. You have to go this way for this many miles, and you're gonna have to go that way, and then you're gonna have to go that way. People weren't even uh, literate. Like they couldn't even write it down. They had to remember the. You don't like picture yeah. like people just like. I'm sure people got lost.
1: For sure. The Jews <laughs> got lost well, for a long time. <laughs> we had <have> the stars. <laughs>
0: stars there were clouds there was god and we still got lost
1: yeah no (laughs) i'm saying like the humans have used the stars for navigation for thousands of years um and uh like the the stars do give us direction so you've heard of the north star yeah so what a lot of people don't know about the north star they they think, oh, North Star, it's the brightest star in the sky.
0: Yeah, right. I, I learned recently that it isn't. It is not. I was at the um, observatory in Flagstaff, Arizona. They have oh, an cool. observatory there. Um, and so they were showing the, the how to find the North Star, right. which I forgot. But I do remember that it isn't the brightest.
1: Right. So, so what's really um, important about the North Star is that the North Star – does not move in our sky according to our perception when we look at it and that's because the north star is directly over the north pole Mm. so like the world's you know earth turns but the north pole is kind of always pointing in one direction versus like us in new york we're kind of going like this and that's why stars um like the big dipper will rise and set Mm-hmm. Um, but the North Star in the Northern Hemisphere, you can't see it if you're below the equator. Right. Um, is just f- it was like 400 light years away um, on top of the North Pole. It's
0: only 400 light years away. I feel like it's always like in the or f- millions 000. or thousands. I know, no, I think it's... Is it just I think, really? Or
1: 200 light years away. I mean, I could be totally wrong, but i I remember this like... I, I I like Earth How far
0: away is our sun? Like, like the light, like the sun. Light yeah. Like the, the actual years? brightest like, star in the sky. Um <laughs> I think
1: it's like 7 light minutes.
0: Really? Okay.
1: So so yeah, so uh I mean, in light years is another fun conversation, like, in space and all that. Like, yeah, and, uh, space-time. Like, uh, uh, stuff I, uh, I, lo- I love, like, earth science and, and astro- astronomy and stuff like that. But light years basically means um, it's not time. It, light years is not a, um, a measurement of time. It's a measurement of distance. Well, it's, it's a measurement
0: of space-time. Um,
1: D- distance and time
0: are related. It's a yeah. physics term.
1: Yeah, it, it's the the way to, it's like, oh, I, I'm 100 light years year old. That, that doesn't make sense, that sentence. I'm 100 Correct. light years old. it It's uh, a light year is how long it takes for light to travel in one year. Yeah. So um the s- light from the North Star, if it's 400, 200 light years away, I don't know. Let's say it's 200 light years away. If it exploded today, we wouldn't see it for another 200 years. Yeah. Which is uh, another just like fun fact. But anyway, the North Star is, is fixed, um, is always above the North Pole, um, which means that the position of the North Star, depending on what line of latitude you're on. So, latitude is the, the horizontal lines around the Earth, longitude is the, is the vertical lines around the Earth.
0: So, latitude is, is, is the east west. Yeah. bands, right? Think the- of, like,
1: flatitude. It's the horizontal yeah. lines. Um, so, New York, I forget what line of latitude we're on. I don't know which longitudinal coordinates we're in. That's the one thing of maps I guess I haven't memorized. But, <laughs> um, a lot
0: to memorize.
1: Yeah. Um, but the position of the North Star in the sky will it is, is directly correlated to the latitude line that you're on. So let's say you're on, like, let's say we're on forty-three degrees latitude. Um, the North Star will be about forty-five degrees up in the sky.
0: So the North Star, the North Pole is at zero.
1: The North Pole is at ninety.
0: North Pole is at ninety, and the South Pole is at negative well,
1: well, ninety. The equator yeah, is zero. The equator is zero. Got it. Yeah, so so if you're standing on the equator, it'd be really hard to see the north star because it would be, like, on the horizon.
0: What about longitude? Like, how how where's the zero line? It's, like, the... There's a name for it, right?
1: But, um, that's... I don't know. Did the meridian... I don't know. Yeah, wait,
0: something but, like that. Did,
1: I, did, Prime that's, meridian, I think. Yeah, I think that's just But through, is that arbitrary or is it's there... It's, like, arbitrary. Because yeah. the
0: north and south pole actually are, are fixed, right? Yeah. Kind of. And then... Sort of, yeah. But the... There's nothing like that. Yeah, there's no starting point. There's no east or west pole. Yeah. Because it's just constantly rotating.
1: Yeah. There's no east or west pole. So I think they just like. Well, I know with time zones, they start. It starts in like England because that's where they invented time zones. Or Mm. don't quote me on that. But, you know, that's like time zone zero. And then anything. after it is negative and every anything before it is positive is plus however many hours like uh france is what like plus one time zone and we're minus five eastern time is minus five i don't know time zones is another fun thing yeah. with maps which is um relevant recently with a trip i went on uh-huh. so what i flew to nashville because i i did a trip um to like Kentucky and Tennessee over July 4th and um I usually love planning trips but this trip I didn't really plan I just kind of joined um and either way when I'm going on a trip I'm gonna study the heck out of that map of like Google Maps what's in the area there's also just a lot of interesting things tagged on Google Maps you'd be like oh wow there's there's this museum, like, let's go there, you know? I, I just, I automatically go on Google Maps to see what is there to do in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things we went to visit was the Mammoth Caves, um, but we were staying in Louisville.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, Louisville, Kentucky, and that, that's how they pronounce it, I how guess. How far is
0: that from Nashville?
1: It's like two and a half hour drive. Oh, okay. um, not far, but... Louisville, Kentucky is in the eastern time zone and Nashville's in central time zone.
0: It's a one hour difference, right?
1: Yeah, but they're also like directly above each other. You take, is it route 65 north? You're not going east or west. Like you're just going straight up basically and you're in a different time zone. So like the sun sets really late in Louisville. Like it was really weird sunset at like 9 p.m. But what's weird about Kentucky is that the time zone border goes through it, uh-huh, but not like vertically, it goes horizontally it's like really dumb, so there's <laughs> so like you're driving down route sixty five or up route sixty five and suddenly you're entering a new time zone, and I'm like, wait, this is cr- well the the way I discovered this was. Um, we were one of the things we're doing is mammoth cave so i clicked i looked i'm like where is mammoth cave somewhere in kentucky so i looked where it was and it said on google maps when you click on a location i'll give you the address it'll also give you the local time and i noticed the local time was an hour earlier Mm -hmm. and i was like wait this is in central time and then i clicked in on louisville where we were staying and that's in eastern time i'm like uh-oh like we need to make sure that our reservation for the tour is like yeah, that's
0: crazy at the
1: time that we think that it is so i like messaged my friend i'm like by the way um mammoth caves tour like is is it at 12 p.m. it's more like it's at 1 p.m. because In a different time zone,
0: that must be so annoying living there. You you have to always like give time zones for everything because, like, (laughs) yeah. Uh,
1: Then I went into a whole like Google search, uh, Reddit search, like about what it's like to live on the border of time zones. And this happens in like Indiana and Kentucky, it doesn't go over state lines, which would make a lot more sense. It goes just over county lines. So, certain counties chose to be in certain time zones. And it's just baffling because there are people who live like in one time zone, but across the streets, another. And so, like, their kids go to school in, in a central time, time, time and they work in. And it's like a whole <laughs> mess up when they need to like pick up their kids. And it's just very confusing. Um, I don't know why Kentucky's like that or. I mean, there's a lot of interesting t- time zones. Is another like fun thing because they're like the sensible time zone is that like every like the the world is divided up into like 24 yeah time zones because there are 24 hours in a day and they would all be like evenly you know spaced apart, um, but because of political geography yeah that's not the case like how many time zones do you think china has and china's like
0: humongous they probably have one but is it just one it's one yeah i well look in in some sense it's arbitrary because the universe doesn't care what what fake time you're (laughs) you're calling it that's why you know i I'll, i'll always say that like daylight savings is a scam uh, time zones make more sense because you are calibrating it more so. But at the end of the day, like the universe doesn't care um, what time it is. Like us us saying, oh, it's 946 here and it's, uh, you know, 3 a.m. somewhere else is is the same thing as saying it's 946 here and there. But here it's dark and there it's dusk.
1: Yeah. Mm, well or whatever (laughs) but it does matter when you know it's your birthday (laughs) and you know you're or it's new year's and you're counting down to midnight and you're just like well none of this really matters really anyway
0: yeah none of it matters but wouldn't it make more sense if everyone was celebrating at the same time because if if you're all completed the rotation Mm -hmm. at the same time i mean it's i
1: mean yeah that would make the most amount of sense if we knew because because the new year shouldn't depend on like the earth's rotation it should uh, rotation around itself on its own axis it should depend about it should depend on the rotation around the sun Mm. but we don't really i mean it's kind of hard to tell yeah exactly when that point is i suppose but um
0: I like the Gemara's, uh way of of defining time. It's the best. You take what? sunrise and you take sunset and you divide it by twelve.
1: I mean, the that's... problem is
0: there's no way to tell time at night in gemara world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <You> night, <laughs> night, doesn't exist.
0: You only have how many halakim? Like, uh, be, like it's just this sunrise and sunset divided by twelve. What? How do you tell time at night?
1: <laughs> I guess it's just, like, applied... Maybe it's
0: reverse. Maybe it's, like, between between sunset and sunrise, you divide that by 12 also. It would be very uh, mm, offset.
1: No, well, then the seasons would mess things up because... Well, the
0: seasons do mess things up. The halakim are not predefined. Yeah,
1: no, I know. Yeah. So, like, a halakhic hour... Now we're getting into, like, a conversation about yeah. halakha, but a halakhic hour changes throughout the year. Yeah, it does. So, like, when they say, like, oh, Shabbos ends... Um, exactly an hour and 12 minutes after, like, it started. Ah. that That's not really true. It, it's, it's a, like, in the summer, it really should be longer, and in the winter, mm. it should be shorter. But, you is know, true? A, another fun thing with, with geography is, depending how far away you are from the equator, you know, the more extreme your length of days are going to be. Yeah. So we went to Iceland together.
0: Yes, I have a question about this. Yes,
1: so uh, yeah, what's your question?
0: We went to Iceland together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and in Thingvellir National Park, we were able to stand on the Continental Divide. Mm-hmm. I think it was between North America and Europe. What does that mean? Mm. How do continents work?
1: So this is a, <laughs> this is a geology question.
0: I guess yeah um, yeah true. So
1: so they were talking about the geology between North America and Europe. So. When you look at a map, you see Europe, you see North America. You see that there are like clear continents, but also kind of arbitrary, like um, Asia. Like, why is that one continent that's huge? Like,
0: right, and it's also connected to to, uh, yeah, it's connected.
1: Like, it's connected to Europe and to Africa. So there are tectonic plates um, beneath what we can see and so they're beneath the ocean as well and if you look at a topography map um, you will notice that there are also mountain ranges underneath the sea so if you look in the Atlantic Ocean there's an actual like very long mountain range that if you think about like Greenland and just draw a line all the way down to the South Pole and those are two tectonic plates that are moving away from each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and usually things um, on the border or, like, on tectonic plates will have a lot of volcanic activity. So, Iceland...
0: So, but yeah. the tectonic plate is what? It's, like, the floor under the ocean, kind of?
1: Yeah, th- think of, think of like, um, there's, like, the earth, and then it's covered in a bunch of rugs. And the rugs are like moving, in in different. Some are moving towards each other, and they're getting all crumpled and causing mountains to to form. So, like the Himalayas, is because the the Indian subcontinent plate, which is a plate, a tectonic plate, is moving up towards the the Asia plate. So uh-huh. so there are different ways plates interact with each other. Um, but what they're doing is they're like and like crashing into each other and creating huge mountains
0: yeah except over many 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 years yes (laughs) you know a
1: couple years like india used to be all the way down like towards australia and you know that's why they find like dinosaur bones like and tropical vegetation Mm -hmm. fossils in minnesota Mm -hmm. because it used to be in a tropical part of the planet
0: are you saying the dinosaurs weren't there? It just moved their bones. Moved there post, no, them the being Earth, already dead.
1: The the Earth moved <laughs> like the, not the planet Earth, but the actual yes, like crust of the Earth is in always in motion. Hmm. So that's what causes earthquakes a lot of the time and, um, just the formation of our Earth.
0: Yeah. What were you gonna say about Iceland?
1: oh uh with iceland's because we we're talking about like time zones and stuff oh, okay. like that because um, i also get a kick out of this is that we were there thanksgiving time so it was basically winter and the do you remember what time like sunrise was
0: we had very little sunlight i uh was it like around 10 or ten thirty. It
1: it was like between 9 a.m. and 12 p.m. was sunrise like it was like a three hour long event uh-huh. and then the sun started setting yeah <laughs> because like the further you are from the equator the lo- the slower the sun is moving in the sky right so like another like fun thing that in i the learned winter. yeah well also in the summer
0: well in the summer the the days are extra long there right?
1: the days are extra long yeah, yeah. So the, the closer you are to the equator, the less of an extreme you have. If you live on the equator, your day is always going to be an even, like, 12 hours of daylight, 12 hours of nighttime. Um, that's why, like, Shabbos starts an hour later in Florida in the winter. But in the summer, it actually starts later here in New York.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we have more, more of the extreme. Um, and I always think about, like, the first day of summer is actually a really sad day. Yeah. because it's when the days are starting to get shorter.
0: Mm. I hear that. <laughs> yeah. Um is the earth flat?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, um I haven't uh I can't say anything for sure. Like I don't <laughs> even know if we exist, you know. Uh, but
0: do you, do you I actually don't. I've never actually looked into what flat earthers Say I don't know if you have like do do they have yeah. anything to say that makes any sense or is it just as dumb as it sounds?
1: It is dumb. <laughs> it's just dumb. I watched like a a documentary on it. I, I'm not like a. I'm not a. Uh, scientist, but you know, if you want to take the most obvious. Things that we can observe it would mean that the Earth is round and we're revolving around the sun, well, really, the sun is also in a way revolving around us. I mean everything's in motion, but yeah, um
0: I mean nothing would work
1: well you Th- could. it this just, is just there like would the have basis to be of a all
0: mathematics <laughs> and physics and the understanding of
1: the universe you like. would just have to make a lot of exceptions
0: <laughs> you
1: know like. I mean, people believe in dogmas and things that don't make sense, so, like, sure, you know. I
0: guess, but I, I think I do want to look into it. If anyone out there is a flat earther and wants to come on the, the show and explain it to me, I'd love to talk about it because I don't really get what the point is because usually you you put forward an alternative theory because you think someone's lying and they yeah. have something to gain by it i don't understand the purpose of this theory flat earthers yeah
1: i (laughs) i don't know it's just like i think it's people who want to believe in something that's not plausible but also like i mean when you're a little kid the, the earth is flat like when you're walking around you know
0: oh yeah for very short distances it's flat yeah like
1: (laughs) you don't really you know notice but but when you're on an airplane you can't see the entire world it there's a horizon line so so i mean that would make sense (laughs) if the earth is round so um i mean once they have space travel for um for regular plebes like us we can we can corroborate the facts
0: Right. Well, I think if you are a flat earther, then I think it's called the Homer that you don't believe that we landed on the moon. So then like all the pictures of earth from outer space, you could say are fake. I I assume that's a given amongst this community. (laughs) Um, yeah. Can you explain the concept of projection?
1: Project like on maps? Yeah. Um, like how we look at a map and it's not necessarily yeah, fully but, we, accurate. because the
0: maps we look at are flat. Are flat, right? <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: so there are different types of maps. Yeah. So the most common map is the Mercator map. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Mercator map um, is a map you're all most familiar with and what it does, it preserves the shape of our land masses to the most accurate, but it does not preserve the surface area area. so when you look at a mercator map um greenland looks huge Mm -hmm. antarctica looks huge things on the poles look really 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 big right and africa i mean is big but it's but like doesn't look as big as it actually is which is like enormous yeah
0: I, i i there was a website that i saw once that compared side by side like what it looks like on on most maps due to projection and how they have to fit things in yeah uh versus like if the actual surface area is represented this is how big it would be it's nuts
1: yeah yeah it it things are not accurately represented uh size-wise on a mercator map but like the borders and and like the shape of things is more or less accurate but you know, and and when you look at... When you're on an airplane and you see, like, the flight path, and you're like, why are we going in... Like, why are we flying over Alaska to get to, you know, to Europe? like Or not to Europe, but to, like, when I was flying to Japan, like, we flew over Alaska. And you're thinking, why are we going up and around? But really, it is a straight line, but the Earth's round. hmm So, like, you think... Like, I thought a a flight from L.A. would be quicker, like, would be a lot closer to Japan. And I looked at, like, oh, what if I flew into L.A. and then flew there? But the flight's 11 hours. That's only, like, two hours shorter than from New York because L.A. is more south. So they have to go through, like, the fat part of the earth to get there.
0: I have a, a really dumb question. Yeah. So if I'm looking at a map. Yeah. The top of the map is the North Pole. Okay. Right. Usually?
1: Well, if it's if it's a flat if it's not a globe?
0: It's not a globe.
1: I mean, the North Pole would be kind of just spread, I guess, the top. Cuz it's a point on on a top of a of the beach ball of our planet.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: So what wait, so what's your question?
0: <laughs> um the question is I don't know how to how to phrase it without sounding stupid um, North Pole south Pole yeah, all right never mind I don't have a question <laughs> it makes sense but how come how come they never draw the map the other way like I guess now we know that um like the earth rotates around the poles, but did they used to draw maps where like the edges would be fixed and you would have like what we have on the left or right side of the map drawn underneath what you know what i mean yeah like the back of
1: like like how come north is up
0: not not just how come north is up but like i'm like before people knew the rotations were there maps drawn where like our our maps are kind of horizontally laid out we have our fixed points on north and south And we lay everything out horizontally. Mm. Did they ever lay things out vertically?
1: This is a question that um, our friends Dove said something not too long ago. A different conversation, though. Uh But the question, the the argument for um, vertical videos Uh versus widescreen videos.
0: So, like portrait mode or landscape mode.
1: Yeah. Like what you know? How come we watch movies and it's landscape?
0: Um That I mean that's the size of the screen. You're saying why is the screen in that
1: shape? Yeah. Why are we Why are we in that ratio? Like why is it sixteen by nine and not nine by sixteen? But now, like with smartphones, everything is flipped to portrait mode.
0: Um, I mean, it depends. I uh, usually if I. I don't know. I yeah, I mean, I'll it's a, a it's a very yeah. similar
1: question. Like, why are maps laid out horizontally and not vertically? Um,
0: well, I understand why they are now because yeah. we understand how the the Earth rotates.
1: Well, so um, what our friend Dove said is because our eyes are this way and not this way our eyes are side by side, oh. left to right, and not up and down. And I was like, oh, that's a really smart statement. Yeah, um, it is. Um, but, I mean, it also just makes... I guess it just makes sense that the map is horizontal, because...
0: It definitely makes sense for present day, because we know that the the poles are fixed points. So it wouldn't make sense to, to do, like, basically put the South Pole in the middle of the map,
1: you know? Yeah, well, mm, it's, yeah, it's kind of, it would be kind of weird, I guess. I have seen maps where it's, like, north view, so, like, you just see the North Pole, and you don't see anything underneath the equator. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just, like, one way to look at it, but... I don't know. I mean... It just goes into like, wh- yeah. Why do we set up our things a certain orientation?
0: Yeah. I don't
1: know. It makes sense.
0: What's what's new and exciting in the map world? What's being worked on? What either things that are being mapped that weren't previously mapped, or what new technologies are being used?
1: Yeah. Um. So, like I mentioned, there's GeoGuessr, which is this game, and there's like a whole community uh-huh. of of like map nerds and like uh, I watched a video I'll watch some people play Geoguessr because I'm also yeah I'm, I'm weird but um, someone was playing against an AI um, Were the so AIs good? The AIs were better than the best players Wow uh, Because the AI was trained to recognize yeah. these like metadata things like the soil is that and, the, and like the street signs like the, the fact that the crosswalk has this many lines in this image means that you're in finland you know like like yeah. random shit like that and,
0: and also i mean if the image was taken by google photos i mean it was taken by by you know the google car and then then it it's probably part of the training data for the ai's and it's probably in a format that's easily recognizable there's probably some kind of signature on the picture. It's almost like the AI's AI cheating.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> like the AI is, you know, all, was also able to like, uh, see smudges that we couldn't see and then like would know that, Oh, this is like,
0: well, the AI told you what it was making its decision based on.
1: So the, the, it was a video with like this guy who's an amazing geo player. And then they were, he was talking with the creators of this AI that he was playing against and, like, what the models that they train the AI on to, like, look for. But that but that's just more about, like, kind of hacking the game, not really about knowledge of, like, the place. Yeah. You know, like, am I going to, <laughs> is somebody going to drop me in Turkey and I'm going to be like, oh, this is Turkish, and <laughs> I don't know, like, whatever. But um, other things in mapping, um, I mean, I'm on Google Maps, like, I always have, like, a tab of Google Maps open every day on my computer. Um, and it's always getting better. Um, I mean, there's live traffic. I mean, like, we all know that. Like, we use maps to, like, help us get places. Um, but it's really just become a a tool to learn. I learn so much um, from just exploring Google Maps. Yeah. I... You know, we'll be like, oh, what is that place? And then I'll like look it up on on Google Maps, and then, and then I see like uh, na- that. now I know what language things uh, like are in in that country. And then oh, why? You know, I'm going to Curacao soon, and I'm just like,
0: where's that? Greece.
1: That's no, it's it's in the southern Caribbean. Ah, it's, cool. It's um, a Dutch Caribbean island, so it's like a part of the the netherlands mm-hmm. but also its own country whatever so like things are in dutch there um but they're also in their own language they speak papiamentu which is like a combination and then i was like oh what's this language i need to look this up and then like the whole like history of like what happened how did this language come to be it's like a combination of spanish and portuguese and some west african languages and and dutch and um and so like I don't know, you just learn so much um, from studying, just looking at maps. I find it fun and interesting to just, like, what does it look like in Australia? Like, I spent a day, like, street. <laughs> like, it is amazing. It yeah, is amazing. The, the fact that you could just drop yourself in, like, a suburban Australian place or whatever. I'm, it's just like, wow, the suburbs in Australia look different. Than america you know like (laughs) like you know in melbourne they don't have front lawns they uh you know like things are different in other parts of the world and i I don't know if other people really appreciate that and and that's also like with with travel like you just notice like the way they mark their streets are different um yeah you know yellow lines in in the highway like that doesn't mean opposite traffic in some countries it means some like just another lane i don't know
0: yeah or in europe they have like the the street names on the building instead of like on yeah a pole. yeah it's confusing yeah <laughs> um all right lightning trivia round
1: oh yes i love trivia all right
0: what is the longest river in the world
1: Ooh, is it is it the amazon river no is it is it the nile
0: it is the nile oh, okay 4258 miles long.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: What is the largest hot desert in the world?
1: The largest hot desert. Okay. So, I mean, I think I would guess Sahara. Correct. Okay.
0: Doing great. <laughs> this one I, I I don't know if I if the question makes sense. What continent covers all four hemispheres? I feel like doesn't hemisphere just mean two it, you're either splitting it to north south or to east. There's west. also
1: like, yeah, east and west. But it is all are those four, four he- completely
0: different hemispheres or they overlap? Don't they?
1: No, because that. Well, I feel like this is a weird question, but it is a weird like, question. but but I mean, I would all four hemispheres would have to be Asia.
0: The answer is Africa.
1: Africa? What? Because they.
0: It's found in all four hemispheres. But I, I don't understand the question. I feel like I you, can li- you can only divide it into two hemispheres like at a time.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's don't
0: worry about that one. Yeah. That was bullshit. What country has more natural lakes than any other country?
1: That would be Canada.
0: Canada. 561 lakes in Canada. Um, okay, I think that's the last one. What body of water separates the United States, and Russia.
1: The Bering Strait.
0: Correct. Yeah. Um, Separates the United States and Russia near Alaska. It's just over 50 miles wide at its narrowest point thanks for playing it, trivia yeah I,
1: give me more I, I love i love geography trivia
0: alas we are getting to the end of our time yeah. <laughs> but lisa i want to thank you again for joining me yeah Before Thanks you for leave, having me what is one thing if you had to choose one thing they want me and all of our listeners to know about geography
1: oh man um it's fun <laughs> <laughs> now i know <laughs> thank you thank
0: you